Hello again, Mr. Heritage Keeper. <laughs> so here we come again with one more episode with Mr. Heritage Keeper that we interviewed last time <laughs> in our podcast. How are you, Tony? Very good. Now I'm good. After hearing your music, <laughs> I'm always happy. So this nice. was, by the way, live music that he's playing, as I mentioned in my introduction. So, uh, how's Heritage going? Oof. What have you been up to? You know, today was a very successful day antique shopping actually in Beirut. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that. That's why I'm asking the question <laughs> for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us about it. You know, I mean, it's nice actually here in Lebanon and in the Middle East, but especially here in Beirut, there's a very high uh, value on antiques and art. I mean, people really like to collect, even though now it seems dead with the economic crisis and what have you, but there's still a high esteem for these things. But what do you find antique that intrigues you to, to buy them? I mean, don't why some people think, why, why would you buy it for financial gain, for more of a deep concern that you're trying to make it alive again? I mean, what's your philosophy with antiques? I mean, personally, for me, I just love beautiful objects, you know, and uh, I like having things that other people can't find or don't have. I don't know, and I like history, and I grew up with it. My grandparents were collectors, my un uncles and aunts were collectors, so I got into it. But I think a lot of people like it for different reasons. There's, there's some people that are sentimental, they collect things because it reminds them of their childhood. There's people that do it for status, because obviously with expensive being an things, art collector, yeah, it comes with status, you know. It it's comes like, with the status, absolutely. It's uh, like being a captain. I always wondered if you, if you, you know, if you drive a boat, how you say, if you wade into a thing with a boat or something, you would say, what do you do in life? You just say, I'm a captain, you know, I'm a boat captain. You don't need to introduce anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, you know? Exactly, yeah. You have a status already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And, uh, but no, I love it. And I like finding deals and stuff like that. It's always like an adventure when you go. You don't know what you're going to find, so it's fun. That's cool. You know, I've had this friend of mine that I was... I mean, I, I do like sometimes to buy clothes from, from vintage market or from flea market. Mm -hmm. It can be five pounds and then, or two pounds for a shirt. And then my friend always said, no, I would never buy a used one because the dead energy might be there. You know, they could mm. say, this is somebody was wearing this at some point. Interesting. And I was like, for me, no, there is no bad energy, actually. Just, you know, yeah. it's a nice piece that I'd like to wear. Yeah, no, definitely. For and him, I mean, that's deep. part of the allure, you know, for me at least. That's part of the beauty of it is, like I always say, I'm just a, you know, I'm a, just a custodian of this piece. Like I, this piece will last longer than I will. It lasted longer than the 15 generations that owned it before me or even more. Like, you know, I have pieces that are 5,000 years old. I have pieces that are 500 years old, 100 years old, but still, you never know who owned it before you. I mean, sometimes you find pieces with provenance and you can tell, okay, it's been in this collection since the 20s or whatever. But most of the stuff you find, especially here in the Middle East, has no history. So you can only imagine where it's been, who it's, whose house it was in, you know, which pasha or something. Speaking of pieces, well, we'd like to hear one more piece of yours for like a minute. <laughs> sure. Of your old playing, which is going to be the signature instrument for our 10 episodes podcast. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Maybe I'll do some improvisation in uh, the scale hijaz. Please do.
will thank you again <laughs> one more time. Thank you. So, okay, today's episode about antiques and collecting antiques. So, tell me about your most expensive piece that you bought, or the most valuable piece that you can sell again. Something, you know, one of your stories with antiques. <laughs> a, pers- so a personal story. Yeah, just give me one. Uh, I guess uh, I would say my favorite piece, I guess. Um, because to me, value is important, obviously, but there's things that cost $10 that mean more to me than p- pieces I own that are worth thousands, you know. But <laughs> Boom, okay. <laughs> Boom, okay. <laughs> my nicest piece is my Picasso lithograph that I own. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. But my favorite piece that was like a, an excitement to buy and a, a process was there's this painting that I saw in an auction in New York. And it was a small like auction in the countryside of New York, like a rural auction house. And, um, and this painting just spoke to me, like, I don't know why. It's a painting of a mosque, and there's people in front of the mosque. And it's uh, in this Orientalist style, but it's very uh, Impressionist at the same time, you know. You could tell it was a mid-century piece. Okay. And I just was attracted to it, and the auction was two months away. So, like, every day I would go on the website and see how many people were, like, watching the piece and things like that. And then at the end, I, the day came, I bid on it, and I got it. And then I had to wait like four weeks for it to be shipped and I had to call all these shipping companies to get them to package it or whatever. So it was like a headache to and buy. And do you think because if it was in New York, it, it, it spoke to you? No. I mean, is it because you found Oriental oriental piece in, in a very Western world? So, you know, it stand out more if it was found in, in an Oriental You know, it's place. interesting, but when I saw it, I don't know, it just to me, I saw value, the colors, the, the, the style it was painted in, it just seemed very important to me. I don't know what it was. So when I got the painting, I saw that the author, the, 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 uh, the artist, was his name was Paul Lukzuk. So he's a Polish artist. So I started looking up on like Google Poland, like translating into Poland, like trying to find this guy. Who is this guy? And then finally I found on a used bookstore website, I found a book about all his paintings. So he was a registered artist, yeah, you know, like he was some, someone important. So then I couldn't find any more information. So then I emailed all these art professors in Poland, you know, like I emailed like 10 art professors. I'm like, I have this painting. I know he's Polish. What can you tell me about this guy? And then it turns out he lived in Beirut for like 10 or 15 years in the 50s. Wow, okay. And he painted that painting, that style. When he got into that style, he was living in Beirut when well, he did it. Well, it spoke to you for that then. That's, that's probably what it was. Because you're from Beirut originally, <laughs> and then it spoke to you. And that's it's so it. interesting, a Polish artist that... So there is life within this antique, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. So I shouldn't be buying, <laughs> buying more uh, <laughs> <laughs> flea market clothing, because now I have like hundreds of souls in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. You, it's really crazy. When I, bought, when I saw it, I just... I, knew I had to own it and then the whole process of researching it and stuff was amazing and that's the same thing that happens with every piece you buy anybody who gets into antiques and art will slowly learn about their heritage just by buying things like a lot of people get you know they ask me how do you know all this stuff or why do you know all this stuff and I started knowing nothing and the more you get into it the more you look up and research absolutely some people are interested to make stuff and you know create stuff some people like the old stuff you know yeah, and some people like both to blend it, and this is where the beauty comes. Yeah, you know, yeah, when, yeah. The, when you make the fusion, like the cuisine, when you yeah. make a fusion of Asian and Western, or Asian and uh, I don't know any kind of European, you you get this like good dishes that, yeah. that you won't taste in, in, in the original country. Oh well, yeah, of course, definitely. And the nice thing, though, at the same time about shopping here in in Beirut for antiques is there's a there's a lot of heritage, and uh, you can see the heritage in the stores. So like. 
for example, you'll see Ottoman pieces. There's Ottoman antiques that are from the old palaces and stuff here that people sell or the old houses. So you're seeing, okay, there's this Ottoman part of history that's in these stores. Then you might find small Roman trinkets and you see the Roman inspiration there. And then you have the French furniture and, uh, and you know, the French furniture. Then that's like, the fusion you know, that so, you find here. Yeah, yeah, so. Actually, if it could be found within the apartments in Lebanon. Yeah, yeah, but everywhere. You, you find a lot of, you know, small piece Oriental, another piece, you know, the, the painting very European, and you get all this to, to end up as a result of a very nice yeah. chamber, not chamber, a very nice uh, living room, let's say, or Definitely. interior design. Well, that is very nice. I think we have one minute and a half sure. to, to end it with 11 minutes, so listeners are asking me on air that they want to hear you one more time. <laughs> yes, listeners, we'll get it to you now. We've got 10,000 viewers and <laughs> listeners. So. This was the second episode of The Heritage Keeper. Hopefully his music intrigued you enough and his stories to watch the third episode that we're going to be recording very soon. Thank you, Mr. Heritage Keeper. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Bye-bye.